The Penguins play a back-to-back starting tonight in Pittsburgh against the Winnipeg Jets. And Thomas has you covered after the game against the Carolina Hurricanes for the Pens is end of a back-to-back. I am your host, Scott McGregor, and I want to welcome you to the first episode of the second season of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. On this episode, we will be talking tech with Ali Musa, our co-host. We'll get into the weeds with what's going on with the Penguins. And of course, we will have Thomas return for, you guessed it, his fastest three minutes as we get you ready for, as we get you ready for the, yes, the Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. That happens this weekend, starting tomorrow as of the recording of this podcast on Friday, January 13th, 2023. A holiday break is done. And that means we're back in action. The countdown to spring training all starts on Sports for Beginners right now. Episode one of season two of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. I am your host, Scott McGregor. Welcome to the show. Throughout the first 40, throughout the first couple of minutes of this show, we are going to talk some tech with Ali Musa when he joins us on this show. But giving you a quick look at the MLB as the MLB run, but kicking us off here, we'll give you a quick look at the MLB as the spring training season runs quickly in. This uh, this right here is a is a Andrew Simon report. Because it looks like Andrew McCutcheon has returned to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And indeed, that will be the case. Spring training is coming around, but guess what? Andrew McCutcheon's going to be in the Steel City. I'll read a little bit here. We're not going to play the video here, but I'll read a little bit here. I'll read a little bit of the. I'll read a little bit of Andrew Simon's 
of MLB. Follow him at Andrew Simon MLB on Twitter. McCutcheon returns or is set to return to a one on a one-year deal to the Pirates. All right. Let's get into the weeds here with that. A familiar face appears to be headed back to the Steel City. The Pirates have agreed to a one-year deal with 2020 or with 2013 National League MVP Andrew McCutcheon. A source told MLB.com's Justice Delos Santos on Friday, the club has not yet has not confirmed. McCutcheon, who became a star during his nine seasons with the Pirates, has bounced around since 2018 playing for the Giants, the Yankees, and the Phillies before signing a one-year $8.5 million contract with the Brewers ahead of the 2022 campaign. The 14-year veteran played 134 games for Milwaukee in his age 35 season. Spending the bulk of his time as a des- as a designated hitter, 80 82 starts, but also appearing at all three outfield spots, mostly in the corners. His his two seven his two thirty seven three sixteen and three eighty four slash line equated equated to a ninety nine OPS plus just the tick below league average a hundred and the lowest of McCutcheon's career after he posted a collective. One hundred and nine OPS plus over three seasons in Philadelphia. He hit seventeen home runs, ten fewer than twenty twenty one than in twenty twenty one, with sixty nine RBIs and eight stolen bases in fourteen attempts. The biggest difference for Andrew McCutcheon was his put his platoon splits. He owns a career 936 OPS against lefties and batted a rough housing 293, 405, 622, and 622 with 15 home runs in 195 plate appearances against them in 2021 but that dropped to 221 303 435 430 and 435 with seven home runs in 165 plate appearances in 2022 a native floor 
a native of Florida, McCutcheon was drafted 11th overall by the Pirates in tw- in 2005. He debuted it with Pittsburgh in o- in 2009 and quickly established himself as one of the game's top players. He made five straight National League All-Star teams from 2011 to 2015, while winning one MVP award in 2013 and finishing in the top five three other times. Wow, so McCutcheon. So let me just bring up a question of the day here for baseball fans as we get ready for for the MLB season as we look at as we look more into this ad, into this uh, article here. You can actually find it by going to mlb.com/news/andrew-mccutcheon D dash deal dash with dash pirate. So McCutcheon is reportedly, it has not been confirmed yet. But reportedly, he is signing with the Pirates a one year deal worth $8.3 million. Let me just make sure I get that right. Oh, sorry. $8.5 million. Uh, Let's just see. Sorry, that was the contract he signed with the Brewers. But what was the deal he was signing? What's the deal he signed with the with the club? I know I said it earlier. What is the Okay, so the deals are actually not confirmed yet, but $8.5 million was the contract he signed with the Milwaukee Brewers in 2022. And that was ahead of the 2022 campaign. Okay. Again, check it out by going to mlb.com slash news slash Andrew slash uh, dash McCutcheon dash deal with pirates with dashes in between with and pirates more news in the MLB as we continue here in our first segment as we wait for Allie to join us After Carl, after Korea saga, what will the Mets do now? So with Carlos Correa no longer a New York Met, 
what will the Korea saga ending mean for the Mets? Who might be the net? Who might be next on the Mets radar? Now that sure. Sorry, star. Excuse me. Hold on one second. This comes courtesy of MLB.com at at eleven or sorry twelve oh eight a.m. Eastern time. That was midnight. MLB.com is keeping track of all the latest trade and free agent rumors involving the Mets right here. All right. Well, speaking of rumors and trades. On January the 12th, after Correa's, Cor, Carlos Correa's saga ended, there's, a, there's word coming who might be next on the Mets' radar. Now that starved shortstop, Carlos Correa has signed a six-year deal to return to the Twins after a mega deal. After mega deals with the Mets and Giants fell through, fell through due to concerns over past over a past leg and leg injury. Who might be the Mets' next target? Or sorry, who might the Mets target next? According to MLB.com, according to MLB Network Insider, excuse me, John Heyman, in an in an article for the New York Post. With no big name free agents remaining on the market, the Mets and owners Steve Cohen could look ahead to the trade market or next offseason's free agent class. Heyman, Heyman quote guesses unquote. New York. I'll just say that again. Heyman guesses New York might consider going after such luminaries as Padres stars Manny, Ma Manny Machado or Fernando Fatis Jr. Angels two-way superstar Shohei Otani, Blue Jays third baseman Matt Chapman, the Pirates Brian Reynolds, or pitchers Corbin Burns, and Brandon Woodruff of the Brewers, as well as Dodgers lefty Julio Urias. Machado will be able to exercise and opt out of his current contract with San Diego following the 2023 season, and Otani is also due to be a free agent following the season. The same goes for Chapman and Urias. With Cohen, with Cohen and company, you just can't rule anyone out when it comes to the potential block, blockbuster moves. There's a lot to unpack here. On the Met side, a reminder, Thomas and Ali will join us on our 
on our show. Ali will join us to talk a little tech and a little sports. We may not talk tech on this show, but that's why it was a maybe. It wasn't a sure thing. We will talk about, we will continue to give you some sports. But since we are talking tech, this was an article that Ali sent to my personal email address, not the email address for the not the email address for the podcast. One moment. And in this article, it says the iPhone 15, the iPhone 15 Pro won't feature clicky volume and power buttons. It comes uh, it comes written by Chance Miller as of January 11th. So that was just two days ago at 9.30 a.m. or sorry, yeah, I at 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. And the article goes on to say this. Apple analyst Ming-Chi Kuo is doubling down on his prediction that the iPhone 5 Pro models, sorry, iPhone 15 Pro models will switch from physical volume and power buttons to new solid state buttons if iPhone users respond well to this change. Kyo explains that Apple will likely roll out the change uh, to other high-end devices in the future. Kyo first reported on the on this change in October, explaining that the clicky volume and power and power buttons would be dropped in favor of solid state buttons. In a new series of tweets on Wednesday, Kyo doubles down on this prediction with more details on the supply chain. My latest survey indicates high-end iPhone 15 models will feature solid-state buttons and will equip with additional taptic engines to, simu to simulate the feel of physical button force feedback. Circus logic is the primary winner for canceling physical buttons and the change to adopt solid state buttons on the two hour on the 2H23 high end iPhone 15 models. As the executive supplier of Taptic engines controller IC for or IC for solid state buttons. Circus Logic stands to be benefit to stands to benefit markedly from this from this new design. 
if users respond well to this new design, I think it may be adopt adopted in an another high-end model in other high-end models of product lines in the future. With this change, the power button and volumes or the power button and volume buttons on the iPhone 15 Pro models won't be physical buttons. Instead, they'll be solid state surfaces. And when pressed, Apple will use the Taptic engine to simulate the clicky feeling of a button. If this source sounds or if this sounds familiar it's because apple did the same thing with the physical home button starting with the iphone 7 that device and sub and subsequent iphones with a home button used a solid state design rather than a physical rather than physical buttons rather than rather than a physical button than a physical button that actually moved the company also used a solid state design with the trackpad on recent macbooks by the way we're actually recording this podcast on zoom using a macbook and that is what i'm currently using right now to bring to you Check out https colon slash slash nine to five mac dot com slash twenty twenty three slash one zero one slash eleven. So January, so January eleventh slash iPhone dash fifteen dash pro dash buttons dash solid dash state slash or backslash okay it seems like we could be seeing ali i just received an email we could re be seeing ali is that the case nope it is thomas so you know what? If Thomas joins us here, we'll get right on into the sports. And then maybe if Ali joins us, we will talk some. We will talk some sports with him. And we will talk some tech as well. A reminder, please go. Please, please go to. To get this article, please go to 925mac.com and then look for this ad or type in the full link you see on your screen right now, https colon slash slash 92mac or sorry, 925mac.com slash 2023 
January 11th slash iPhone dash 15 dash pro dash buttons dash solid dash state slash backslash. All right, so we'll see if Thomas joins us here in the studio. But coming up, when we continue on the podcast, we already went through a little bit of MLB. So we're going to throw it over to Thomas when he, if he joins us. And if he joins us, we will throw it on over to get you ready or get a little bit ready for Super Wild Card Weekend. Plus, we'll get a look into what's going on in the NHL. What is on top, rather. And we will preview. With our, we will preview spring training's first matchup. For the Toronto Blue Jays. All still ahead here on Sports for Beginners the podcast spring training gets going next month and we've got you covered all week long we will be previewing later in the show as part of our show the next game or sorry the games for the Toronto Blue Jays, as they prepare for the new season with this. We will view the, we will view our online schedule here as we are on, as we are still on, but coming up after the break, Thomas has the fastest three minutes coming for you. As we put week 18 in the back burner and get ready for all things for all things playoffs in the NFL, Thomas's segment returns. When we come back, if Ali joins us, we'll come, we'll come back to the tech. But if they're both joining us, we'll give you a look. We'll set up the night on the ice here on here on our Friday episode. We'll set up the night on the ice for. We will set up the night on the ice for. Hockey fans tonight and well into Saturday. Penguins post game, by the way, returns to Sports for Beginners, the podcast, after the back to back on Monday, January the 16th. It will actually be recorded on January the 17th. And that will be the matchup between the Anaheim Ducks and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we're setting up the night on the ice. 
when we continue, we're previewing the spring training schedule for the Blue Jays. And Thomas has fastest three minutes. Has his fastest three minutes. Coming up when we continue on Sports for Beginners. We are back right after this. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit HTTP colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com It's time to get back to the show. So once again, let's send you back to Scott, Ali, and Thomas in Sports for Beginners' podcast studio to continue the show. Welcome back to Sports for Beginners, the podcast. I am your host, Scott McGregor, joined now in studio by our co-host and host of On the Ice and Behind the Benches, Thomas McGregor, because it's time to kick off this part of our show as we wait for Ali with one of our best segments for the NFL, Thomas's fastest three minutes. So, Thomas, without any further ado, the floor is yours. But first, for those who are just joining us, this segment was basically inspired by Chris Berman's first, or sorry, fastest three minutes, which always happens during every Monday Night Football halftime show. So Thomas took this one, or, and Thomas took this to a different level during our coverage of the World Juniors, which was happening during our season break all right that being said thomas the floor is yours week 18 went off to an extraordinary start and so and and should it and should it all be based on one player? Of course not. It's it's time for the NFL playoffs. Here we go. This is the NFL fastest three minutes. My version of the fastest three minutes. And we take flight into Patriots versus Bills. Or should I say, Damar Hamlin 
versus Patriots. <laughs> after suffering a crucial, after suffering a crucial injury on Monday night due to a temporary suspension, it was the Buffalo Bills back at it again for a Week 17 makeup game in Week 18 between the Patriots. And Bill Belichick, and one, and one, and one thing was on everybody's mind here in Buffalo. Win it for Demar. Top seed does not matter. So how does? So how do you go? So how do you go about this? Well. If you're Josh Allen, you either run the football or you do this. Allen. Oh, for the one. Touchdown. Allen can run the ball and he can pass the ball. That is why he is who he is for the Buffalo Bills. Mm-mm. And they meet another opponent in what is considered a home alone or the original Batman wild card matchup. We'll talk more about that after the fastest three minutes wraps up here. Keeping it keeping it locked in though. We head we head to Damar Hamlin's. Saturday night matchup between the Kansas City between the Saturday afternoon matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. And it's the Raiders versus none other than Patrick Mahomes and the Kingdom of the Chiefs. So, how does this game go? It starts, well I'm, well, I'm glad you asked everyone. It starts like this. Mahomes passes short left to get the Chiefs out, in the, out of the gate. To Jared McKen, to Jared McKenney for a two-yard, for a two-yard touchdown. But Daryl but Derek Carlson would follow would follow with a field goal to keep the Raiders in to keep the Raiders in shape. Seven three, and by the half, that was all they would have as the Chiefs, thanks to Bunker and to- and Tony plus Jones. Would have the lead, twenty-four to three. Out of half we go, and it's field goal before touchdown, and a last-ditch effort by Studem. Studem pass left, Hunter Renfro for eleven yards. He could go. Oh, he will. Touchdown. Kansas City enjoys its break. Before the divisional game. But who will face the divisional game? Let's get back to the Sunday action here. 
and talk about the game that is now not a week, a regular season game. It is now an elimination game. To the place where Damar Hamlin suffered his cardiac arrest, we go. It's Paycor Stadium. It's Lamar Jackson's team versus Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. After a field goal by McPherson, it's Joe Mixon left left for one yard for a one yard touchdown. Bengals up ten. Second quarter. Joe Burrow deep left pass to Jamar Chase for twenty six yards. And a touchdown. Cincinnati taking taking care of business in the sec in the first quarter. 24-7 at the half. But not be- but before it could be 24-0. It's not before Kenyon Drake, the left tackle, makes a four-yard touchdown pat. It makes a four-yard touchdown run to the end zone. Second half action here. We we jump it fast here. It's field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. It's 13-27 in favor of the Baltimore in favor of the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens want to make one last ditch effort. It's a it's gonna come down to a field goal. But that will be all they get as all McPherson had to do for Joe Burrow and his Cincinnati Bengals just to win the game was kick a 26-yard field goal. And the final score of that game, which will decide who plays. The divisional matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs before Buffalo even gets a chance to do that. Hmm, I like that idea. It's the Baltimore Ravens and Cincinnati Bengals. They're meeting again this weekend for a divisional matchup. Lots more to talk about for that game later on. To Jacksonville we go. And the name of the game for the Titans was win or or you're gone. Jacksonville's thing was win or win, lose, or tie to stay to stay within a playoff spot. Jacksonville says, I want Jacksonville says we want the we want we want we want our playoff spot more than the Titans. Here's how they did it. The Tennessee Titans get out, get out, get out, get out of the gate right away. To a 10 nothing lead leading into the second quarter. But just before half can end, Lawrence passed out leave to Christian to Kirk to Christian Kirk for 25 yards, a touchdown. And it's now 10-7 Jacksonville?
the Titans feel a little nervous. They need a field goal here. So it's so they send it off to the field goal unit in Ryan Bullock for 39 for a 39 yard field goal attempt. The kick is up. And it's good. It's good. Titans up 13-7 at at the end of or at half. But wait, now we're out of half. Patterson says, well, if he can make a 39-yard field goal, I can make a 26-yard field goal. Tick is up. And it is good. We've got a game, folks. It's a three-point game. 13-3. Titans lead by three. Ryan Bullrock, this time from 41 yards, kicks the field goal, and it is up, and it is good. It is good. Last quarter to play. And this was all business on Jacksonville. Duped. Sacked at the Tennessee 27 yard line. The ball is fumbled. Oh no, it's fumbled. He lost the ball. Jenkins. Jenkins recovers it for Jacksonville. The Jaguars take care of it. Take care of business on a fumble recovery. For a touchdown of 37 yards to the house. And Jacksonville finds a way to get back in the game and win it. 20, 20 to 16. That was Saturday's action. Field goals may not cut it into the in the wild card, but it shortcut the Jets loose and it sent the Patriots packing. Hard Rock Stadium, we go where the name of the game is win and eliminate the Patriots. Lose and bye bye, Dolphins. Oh, I love this one, guys. We begin the game in the second quarter with field goals by both Sanders and Zurlin. Sanders and Zerlin continue the field goal dominance at in the third and fourth quarter. Then defense time. As if you weren't already entertained by the defense already. Joe Flacco passed short to Gabe Wilson to the New York Jets 12 for for minus 13 yards. Lateral to Joe Flacco again. Or lateral, he lateraled it back to Joe Flacco. Nine yards. Minus three yards. Oh no, look, he fumbles it. He, to Eli Moore. He fumbles it. The ball is fumbled. It's recovered by Gabe Wilson of the New York Jets. But that's all the but that's all the Dolphins needed. 
time still. Save deep. And the game is over. The final score, 11 to 6. Dolphins over the Jets. Will that be the score against the Dolphins? We'll see. <laughs> we will see. We'll see, everybody. Win and you're in. The name of the game for many of the games, but not this one in particular. This is the last game we'll talk about in the fastest three minutes. And, re and a just a reminder that you can always catch the fastest three minutes on Monday Night Action with Chris Berman. But before we wrap up here, here's the last game we'll talk about. And it's the Hot Eagles taking on the G-Men Giants. And, and ladies and gentlemen, this was a this was a matchup to behold. This was a competitive matchup. You're already in. You're already in the playoffs. Eagles, no need to win. The Eagles back to differ. We we made it this far. Now we're gonna keep now we're gonna keep our hopes alive here. We're gonna make it to the we're gonna make it we're gonna make it to our bye. With a win here. We're gonna go, we're gonna finish strong. And Scott and Elliot both deliver in the first half. Elliot gets three attempts at a field goal, both in the second quarter and in the first quarter. But not before Brian Scott makes an eight-yard gain touchdown. At the half, it's 16 nothing Eagles. Third, second half action. Mm -mm. Elliot's on fire. He loves it. The Eagles fans love it. We love it. We're watching this game and we and we love it. But G but G but G Gano 24-yard field goal attempt. Is up and it's good. And now the G-Men Giants are coming back. They are on the board. And they don't waste any time. Next possession, they get the ball. Dean Webb up the middle for 14 yard touch for a 14-yard touchdown. And they decide we need a two-point conversion. But they missed the conversion attempt. It's 19, it's Eagles 19, the G-Men Giants 9. Elliot kicks a 22-yard uh, field goal and game, set, and match because after that, Webb tries a last-ditch effort to get really, really close. He passes to Ken Galladay for a 20 for 25 yards, a touchdown pass. But it's just too little, too late for the New York Giants to come back and win this game. The Eagles win 22-16. How will the Eagles fare in the divisional game? 
Let's find out all those answers after Wildcard Weekend. And while and while we're at and while we're and while we wrap up our fast history minutes, here we go. With your week, with your wildcard weekend schedule, we end things off with Brady versus the Dallas Cowboys. We talked about we talked about it before. The Dolphins is the Home Alone, or the or the original Batman game. It's win or you're out of here, Cincinnati and Baltimore. The G-Men Giants are in. And they're facing the Vikings. The Vikings. But not before Saturday edition of football takes you into Seattle and San Francisco plus Jacksonville and the Chargers play. But the main event that everybody might be wondering what to do. That everybody might be at wondering what's going to happen is Brady versus the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. It's the battle of the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. Who wins? Let's find out all those answers later in the show. This has been your fastest three minutes. This has been Thomas's fastest three minutes on the NF on the NFL Week 18. We'll be returning with the fastest. I'll be returning with the fastest three minutes when the NFL season continues, or when the NFL season comes back from the playoffs. But before the playoffs finish, we're gonna do a couple of fastest three minutes. Until the week of the Super Bowl, which is February the 15th, I do believe. That actually will be February Let's the 12th. send it 12th. back into the studio for Scott McGregor. Actually, no, let's send it over into the studio since we're still in the same, since we're in the same studio. Let's send it over to him on, on our, on another side of the studio for a recap of what's coming up. But this has been your fastest three minutes. And last but not least, before I wrap it up and send it over, rem- remember, you can always catch Chris Berman on the fastest three minutes for NFL primetime on ESPN at ESPN Plus, available wherever you can find a streaming service. And that will do it. All right. All right. So welcome back into the Sports for Beginners studio with Thomas. That was his fastest three minutes. He is also the host of the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. Again, if Ali does join us, we will get into the tech stuff I just went over in the opening segment. If you are listening, Ali, but you can't join us. That's okay. We hope that you can join us for episode two, where we'll talk tech again. But right now, for since Thomas and I are here, and we will do this with Ali when 
if he joins us. But right now, let's set up the night on the ice. And I will be the one to set it up here, courtesy of Sportsnet's link that I have. If you are going to want to find out everything about any sport that you listen to, then go, especially if you're in Toronto and you want to listen to Toronto Maple Leafs hockey on Sportsnet, the only place you can get it is Sportsnet 590, the fan. They are not in action tonight, but in action tonight. I mentioned earlier, the Penguins are playing a back-to-back. And indeed, they are. They begin it tonight with a matchup against the Winnipeg Jets at 7 p.m. Then later at 10 p- at 10 p.m. and 10:30, McDavid and McDavid and company battle the San Jose Sharks at 10:30 on Sportsnet West, and you can see this one on Sportsnet now. But get ready. For Devils versus Ducks in Anaheim. Saturday, as we set up, as we set that up as well, the Pens are back in action against the Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes. That's at seven. Also at seven, the Maple Leafs battle the Bruins at 7 p.m. More on that in a post-game show coming your way on On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. Thomas will have that coming your way. At 2 p.m., before we continue with 7 p.m., the Flames are battling the Stars at 2 p.m. on a Saturday. You can see it on Sportsnet. On Sportsnet Now Premium, you can see games like the Penguins and the Hurricanes. But also at 7 o'clock, the Red Wings welcome in the Columbus Blue Jackets at 7 p.m. The Philadelphia Flyers battle the Capitals at 7 p.m. On Sportsnet, part of Hockey Night in Canada, you can see the Panthers take on the Canucks on Sportsnet Pacific at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The Canadians taking on the New York Islanders in Long Island on Sport can be seen on Sportsnet East. And on Sportsnet 1, you can see at 7 o'clock the Avalanche and Nathan McKinnon taking on the Senators and uh, the former Philadelphia Flyer, Kalajuru. Yes, you heard me correctly. 
Giroux, Kala Giroux, is your is with the senators at eight o'clock on Saturday night. We've got matchups in St. Louis, Nashville, and Minnesota. Minnesota hosts the Coyotes at eight o'clock, and the Sabers are in are in me are in Smashville City as they go toe to toe against the Preds. And the Lightning pay a visit to St. Louis. McDavid and the gang are back in action as well as they go toe to toe against the Golden Knights. You can see that on CBS or sorry, CBC and Sportsnet, as well as some of the games that I already mentioned you could see on CBC. McDavid and the Oilers take on the Golden Knights and the Devils. And the Kings battle it out in Los Angeles at 10.30. 10 o'clock, it's the Oilers and the Golden Knights. And that wraps up setting up the night on the ice tonight tonight and Saturday. So with that all being said, coming up when we continue, we're previewing Toronto Blue Jays spring training schedule. And later on in the show, we'll get back to some tech talk. If Ali joins it, if Ali joins us on the, in the studio, but if not, we'll get into postseason NFL picks. And maybe Thomas has a little bit in store in terms of podcasts. Update. Speaking of an update in our chat here, he just put up that you can catch him on the Sports for Beginners podcast during the NFL season with his fastest three minutes. And now until the championship game happening, not on February 15th, February 12th is when that happens. The Super Bowl is the February is February the 12th, not February the 15th. But in all honesty, Thomas will be with me for a new segment on our show that I introduced solo in our first season that will kick off our coverage of baseball during 2023. At that point in time. And that is. Outs. Balls. And strikes. Thomas and I will. Be doing that segment as it returns. During this season. And stay tuned for more. In our season 2 trailer. Coming your way soon. A quick time out. And then it's time to preview Blue Jays, Pirates, Blue Jays, Yankees, Blue Jays, Braves, Blue Jays, Phillies, and all in between. 
it'll be time to preview spring training. Kicking off February 25th. Yes, you heard me correctly. Saturday, February 25th, we are back to throwing balls, hitting them out of the park, and and if you love Blue Jays strikeouts against the opposing team, we're back to we're back to hearing the up say. You're out! It all happens this season on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. And our preview of that schedule is coming up next. As we also go to NFL postseason picks. And if Ali joins us, we'll have some more tech talk like we did in the beginning of the show. Lots more coming after this quick timeout. Hey, hockey fans. With the hockey season now officially underway, it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place. And that's why this is our podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you so whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck or driving to the school to learn something new in life makes on the ice and behind the benches a part of your daily routine on tuesdays and join me as your host on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's first enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive, fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast and join me, your host, Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast, as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world. On the ice and behind the benches is the neighboring podcast to a Sports for Beginners podcast that airs episodes every Thursdays, but for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays, and for more information, Please visit the Facebook page of our neighboring podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast Facebook page to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan or no fan, are ready to join me on this journey as well. That's On the Ice and Behind the Benches with your host, Thomas McGregor, myself, every Tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including Spotify. And if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload, you can visit anchor.fm as soon as the episode has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform. Should there be any delays to its launch, 
that's anchor.fm for early access on On the Ice and Behind the Benches episodes before they hit your platform. We are currently available on Spotify and air episodes every Tuesday. We've got post and reaction content now, but I am excited to join to have you join me on this journey. So don't miss it. And remember, on this podcast, nobody gets icing. It's time to get back to the show. So once again, let's send you back to Scott, Ali, and Thomas in Sports for Beginners' this podcast studio to continue the show. Welcome in, everybody, to our final segment of the show. We are setting up the ice for the Toronto Maple Leafs and the and the Boston Bruins this segment. We are also doing our picks for the NFL playoffs. So let us know right now, as you continue to listen to this podcast, let us know right now who you think will be he- will be headlining Super Bowl, the Super Bowl in who do you think will be? At this year's Super Bowl, let us know right now. Let us know right now. This is our final segment of the show. And this just in, as I mentioned earlier, it actually is true. The Blue Jays have reported and signed case uh Dan- Danny Jansen Santiago Espinal Tim Meza Trevor Richards Yeah yeah we heard him yeah we heard his name before huh Tim Meza Trevor Richards and Trent Thornton they all have been signed to one-year deals. Per source, Ben Nicholson-Smith. And Ben Nicholson-Smith tweeted this out. Saying, per source, hashtag Blue Jays and Danny Jansen avoided a B A R B A R B whatever that is with a 3.5 million deal million dollar deal for 2023 the article go goes as follows here as we check it out you can see this article by going to sportsnet.ca 
slash MLB slash article slash blue J slash blue hyphen J's dash sign dash catcher or sorry dash C dash Danny dash Jansen dash two dash one dash year dash three dash five M dash deal backslash Blue Jays avoid attribution is what the article says here. Attrib attribute attribute attribution or tribute attribution whatever you whatever you want to call it attribution attribution with five players including Jansen Espinal and Meza or Meza and as I mentioned already Trent Thornton and Trevor Richards. Per the tweet I just read from Ben Nicholson Smith, who, by the way, is the host of At the Letters, the podcast with Arden, with Arden Zelling. You guys do a great job. So shout out to the At the Letters podcast and the and their hosts, Ben Nicholson Smith and Arden Zwelling. It's a great podcast. I love listening to it. Can't wait for you guys to come back. Fresh off the break. All five are one-year deals. Jensen at $3.5 million. Meza and Espinal at Meza and Espinal each at $2.1 million. Richards was signed to a one point. $5 million one-year deal. And Trent Thornton signed a one-year deal at $1 million. $1 million. Jansen, 27. So Jansen is 27 years old at this time. Had the best, had his best season in in the majors, or sorry, his best year in the majors in 2022, slashing 260, 339, and 516 with 15 homers and 44 RBIs in 72 games. The native Elm, the native of, of, of Elmhurst. Of Elmhurst the third had two stint on the injured list with an oblique injury and a broken finger. Jansen and Alejandro Kirk are expected to share catching duties with the Blue Jays after Toronto dealt top prospect Gabriel Moreno to the Arizona Diamondbacks in the offseason. The Blue Jays selected Jansen in the 16th round of the 2013 MLB draft, and he broke into the big leagues in 2017. For his 323-game career, Jansen is slashing 223, 307, 
343, 343, 423 with 48 homers and 143 RBIs. So, so by the way, RBIs in short are, or sorry, not in short, are runs batted in. So let me read that again. And a hundred and forty and forty three runs batted in. Espinal, twenty, who's twenty eight years old, was named an American League All Star last season. The Blue Jays acquired Espinal in a deal, sending Steve Pierce to the Boston Red Sox. In 2018, Espinal slashed 267, 322, 370, with seven homers and 51 RB and 51 batted runs batted in in three in 131 get 135 games, excuse me, 135 games last season. The Blue Jays acquired Trevor Richards in 2021 from Milwaukee in a deal sending outfield sending infielder Rowdy Telez to the Brewers. Trevor Richards, however, not only was he acquired in 2021. From the Milwaukee Brewers for Rowdy Telez, but he at his 29 at 29 years old, Richards was three and two with a three, sorry, with a 5.30.34 ERA in 62 appearances. He had 82 strikeouts and 35 walks in 64 innings. May 30-year-old 30, 30 Meza, Tim Meza, was a 12th round pick by Toronto in 2013 and got his first taste of the big leagues also in 2017. Last season, Mazo was eight and was eight and one with a ERA of 314, 3.14, 44 strikeouts, and 12 walks over 48 and two-thirds innings in 63 games. The Blue Jays acquired Trent Thornton in a deal with the Houston Astros. In 2018, he was over, he was zero and two with a 4.11 ERA, 4.11 ERA, 37 strikeouts, and 17 walks in 46 innings last year. Now, there's some other news, and as Thomas joins us, we're going to get to we're going to get to that news. 
as we welcome him back into the studio. And this is about Yusei Kikuchi on Sportsnet's website. So, Thomas, welcome back to the show. Let's get, let's get, I want to get your thoughts here on a Yusei Kikuchi news that just broke. And it is true, though, that Danny Jansen, along with a couple other players I just mentioned before you joined us, are back with the is back with the Jays for one year. I'll bring the I'll bring the article back in moments, but here is the article I have right now for you. On Yusei Kikuchi. What history says about a potential Yusei Kikuchi bounce back? Toronto Blue Jays starting pitcher Yusei Yusei Kikuchi of Japan throws during the first inning of a baseball game against the Baltimore Orioles against or in August on August 8th, Monday. 2022 in Baltimore. That was per that was per Nick Walsh of of the uh, of the Associated Press. Nick Walsh of the Associated Press. Nick Ashbourne, I believe, is the man behind this article. But regardless, here's what we have for you. While the Toronto Blue Jays have bolstered their starting pitching depth with players like Drew Hutchison and Zach Thompson in recent days, Yusei Kikuchi remains the team's most likely fifth starter. Now, before I go any further, Thomas, what yep. do you say to that with the names I just mentioned before, Yusei Kikuchi remaining the team's most likely fifth starter. Well, I don't, well, there's not much to be said because it is early. And we're still in the offseason. We're, I mean, we're making our way to the end of the offseason and then spring training, of course. And of course, we've got some regular season baseball to get ready for. But I, I, I mean, I don't really know about um, Yusei Kikuchi being a part of the Blue Jays as the likely fifth starter. He's definitely not the first starter, maybe somewhere between the third starter when okay. it comes to bullpen days. Okay, can you maybe elaborate on that? Like maybe the fourth starter, most okay. likely. Okay. We'll have to see you... what happens when the pitching rotation comes out. But a reminder to fans that the Blue Jays are back in action, and they very well should be back in action. And they play the Pittsburgh Pirates to start things off on spring training before the actual season gets going where they face, of course, the Detroit Tigers here at home. 
in downtown Rogers Center, Toronto. But they also, but they don't open the season with the Detroit Tigers. They open the season for the home opener with the Tigers. Got who do they open the season with? They open up the season in St. Louis. Now, now before we now before we continue with the show, I just have a brief podcast announcement for those of you what for those of you listening to audio. Oh, by all means, by all means, oh, by all means, go ahead. But before you do, I just want to remind everybody that coming up on our on our thing, even if Ali joins us or not, he did give us our uh, his pick for the AFC. So, Ali, if you do join us, you could give us your NFC pick for who is the NFC champion, you're picking the Bills to win. So I'm thinking that that's going to be not just not just the not just again, not just tomorrow's sorry, not just Sunday's game against Miami, but whoever they play next. So let it me know, Ali in a voice message or if you join us here again let me know who you think is going to be nfc champion thomas and i are going to make our picks as to a potential super bowl match in just moments but let's throw it over to thomas because he had a brief podcast announcement go ahead yes, Thomas so you've got the floor yes I did so on the ice behind the benches fans this Tuesday coming up it's not only the return of on the ice behind the benches but it's also the return the continuation of season one we're continuing right where we left off from our ask from my Ask a Penguin debut segment, which he tells the man you're hearing from every Friday and thir- and Thursdays on Sports for Beginners podcast. If you if you listen to our podcast on Thursdays before they air on Fridays, you're listening to us and you're listening to me and and him speaking. But the first ever Tuesday episode that will likely air on Tuesday will be pre-recorded and it will be recorded on Monday. So if we're going visual, that's Monday, every Monday you'll be getting first you'll be getting your you'll be getting access to the show and if you miss anything or you would like me to go back to something on the show please do refrain please do go to anchor.com who who approves our who approves our show on spot on Spotify as well but go to anchor.com for the segment and click the segment or and click the and click if the show is an hour click the hour of which you want to of which you want to see or of what you want to hear repeated again if you missed anything from what we from what we talked about my my brother my my brother and Ali plus myself talk a lot 
talk faster. But I, but I can't wait to see the return of Andy Ice Mind the Benches. And this will be noted on both the Andy Ice and Mind the Benches Facebook page and, of course, the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. That's Tuesday, January 17th. The return of Andy Ice and Mind the Benches is back. And we're starting things off with a little bit of a special as we'll talk some FIFA World Cup, some World Juniors. And then as we get close to the end of the show, I've got some interesting things to talk about in the sports world. Plus, I'll even give you what's coming up on the podcast for next Tuesday show. So there you have it, a little bit of a snidbit of the On the Ice Mind the Benches Tuesday episodes. We are going to make it permanent that we air episodes every Tuesdays. And every Wednesday will be our will be our chance to air the episodes at Specifically, 12 o'clock, same time as we air it on Tuesdays on the platform for podcast. It will be specifically on at 12 o'clock at your favorite, at your favorite podcasting platform. So it will be specifically 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, Central Time, Pacific Times, whenever you can get it in your area. And I'm hoping for at least 30 to 20 minutes of the time of the show. We may we may have some guests on. That is not confirmed, but we may have some guests on. We might have Scott come on the show and talk. A little bit of Penguins with us. A little bit of Blue Jays with us. A little bit of anything in the sports world. But we will cap off the show with a look at what's on top in the sports world regarding whatever sport is in action on that Tuesday, NHL included. That is your podcast update for the On the Ice and Mind the Benches podcast. Now let's continue to put a wrap on the show with the Sports for Beginners episode of today. Already we've talked about the Blue Jays. We've talked about the Bills. You heard my fastest three minutes. We've talked a little Maple Leafs. And we have welcomed you back from the holiday break. If you miss any of this show, please do take time To go back to your favorite point in the show that you missed during your day and take time to listen to it before going to another podcast. And all and also remember we we respect all sports and we respect your time on these on this podcast. So just to put a bow on it, we always remind you that don't 
that we don't want you to rush through the episodes. If you can't finish the episode and you really want to get to the, the new episode, please just take your time with them. If Absolutely. you really want to get to the new episode that badly, then all you have to do is make it as like a part. Do like a full hour of Sports for Beginners, but do like a part point. Okay, that show went to break. Next episode. Okay, that show's on break. Next episode. Speaking of breaks and episodes, throughout the second season of Sports for Beginners, my brother and I have been working in contact with each other on evaluating how this show will go in terms of commercial breaks. Should should our shows be an hour or two hours at the latest? All right, Scott, back to you. All right. Well, just a quick thing there. A quick welcome to all of those joining us recently while we were on our holiday break. We had some new people join our podcast. So a big welcome, if you're still tuning in, to Poland, Algeria, Belgium, if you've been, if you're kicking, if you're staying with us, and a huge, huge welcome to Solomon Islands, Mexico, Sweden, United Kingdom, you guys have been with us, the United States and Canada. You are, no matter what we talk about, whether it's the National Football League or the hot or the National Hockey League or even the or even the National Basketball Association, you guys seem to join us. But I do notice that Texas, or sorry, uh, Denver, is losing a little bit of interest, and that's okay. If there's things that you want us to talk about to keep you in the loop, Denver, we will. We will. Texas, you seem to be gaining some ground on on Colorado with Richardson. Welcome to you. Hopefully that you will. We're hopeful that you continue to keep joined with us. And we are hoping to see other parts of areas like New York, Buffalo, New York, or or maybe the state Pennsylvania getting in on the action. So if you are in either of those areas, but and you're from a different area, Hit up your next, hit up someone you know and ask them to check us out. They don't necessarily have to finish an episode, but just ask them to check us out by getting the word out. And with that, before we get to our NFL playoff pick 'em version of the show. Let's set up let's set up the ice for the Bruins and the Maple Leafs as they go to battle this Saturday night 
at 7 p.m. on Sportsnet and also probably streaming on CBC. So Thomas, let's run it up. Let's run it in. What are your keys to victory for the Maple Leafs and Boston Bruins for to in terms of who gets a W here? And, and before you speak, I just want to say that the that the that I believe this meeting is it's the second of four. Oh, there you go. So it so there are four meetings in general. This is the first meeting of the new year, but the second meeting of the 2022-2023 season between the Boston Bruins and the Maple Leafs. Their next Maple Leaf and Bruins game at Scotiabank Arena is February the is February 1st at 7:30. And tonight or tomorrow night it is their first meeting at the Garden. It is the Leafs and the Bruins Saturday night. So, Thomas, what is, what are your keys to victory for your Leafs or for the Bruins to get a W tonight? Or sorry, so on Saturday night. But, I'll wait but till you're done. Okay, but if you guys are listening to this prior to the Bruins and the Leafs on Saturday, which is probably when they will drop, I want to know for Thomas, what are your keys to victory for the Leafs and the Bruins to get a W tonight? In t at at the Garden. All right, sorry for that awkward silence there. I was waiting for you to be done, but uh, now that you're That's done. Okay. That's okay. We will also okay, set so up. Now that you're done. Yeah, we will also set up the Winnipeg Jets and the Penguins starting lineup. Sorry about that. Thomas? Okay. Now that you're done. Yeah, I'm sorry done. for the awkward silence, everyone. But now that you're done, but now that we're done with that, here are the three keys to victory for a Toronto Maple Leafs or Boston Bruins win. Number one, this goes for both teams. Have good goaltending. We know, I know, goaltending is a bit of a bull move to talk about, but I mean, come on, guys, there has to be a sense of urgency. Where is it? How is it? Does this work? Does it not work? We need you need you need your goal you need your goaltenders to show up. And we are getting we're getting close to the trade deadline that that happens on March third, twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. Excuse me. 
and uh we're hey we're hey we're getting down to it guys we're getting down to it what i'm expecting from both whoever starts in the maple leaf central and boston game what i'm expecting is both goaltenders to come prepared and show up i'm not expecting the offense to show up and the defense just falls asleep no i'm expecting both team efforts you could say i'm expecting a competitive effort anyways number two scott mentioned it in the red wings game keep the puck out of your zone confuse the opposition make it so make it so the other team does not have a chance at getting at getting the better of you every every period isn't the same every game is not always the same it depend it always depends on where you are at now my reason for saying this is we know that both teams are competitive we understand that we respect that as fans but in order for the leafs and the bruins to get a win my second key to victory for both of them is confuse the opposition so for the leafs they confuse they need to confuse boston for the bruins they need to confuse toronto and number three this one i feel like i'm a broken record saying but this one is very very important for me and that's Stay out of the penalty box. Really, just stay out of it. Try to create an entertaining game where there's no penalties whatsoever. There's an entertaining game. It's about shot after shot after shot after shot after shot. That's another bold prediction that might not become a key to victory. But, you know, if that's not a great enough key to victory, then here's another one. And it goes for both teams as well. And that's good puck control. We've seen we've seen it happen. But as long as you have good puck control, I think we've got ourselves a game. It's a little early for me to do predictions, so I won't do it until after the game. And of course, I was just mistaking myself when I created my Zoom meeting for Penguins and Hurricanes, but it is, it is obviously Saturday, that is the Saturday game. It is the Winnipeg Jets tonight against the Penguins, so that's going to be part of our back-to-back. We're going to use, we're going to have this meeting reassuring, the meeting that says Penguins and Hurricanes final meeting. It's going to be a double dose meeting. I will change. I'll change. I change. I can change my meeting at any point in time, but you don't need to know that notification. So just letting you know that that will be coming up when the when the Penguins and the Hurricanes do battle. It'll be part of a back to back. I'm work. I'm gonna be current. And speaking of back to backs, I'm gonna be working on the Red Wings and the Maple Leafs post game show. As soon as we get out of here and put that show together, 
as well as launch the Nashville Predators and Maple Leafs post-game show, which detailed the Between the Pipes segment before the before the Maple Leafs and Red Wings went to battle. So make sure you stay tuned for that. All right, Scott. Those are my keys to victory for a Boston Bruins and Maple Leafs win. All right. So, that being said, let's actually let's actually set the tone here. But before we do, and I don't know, I don't know if Ali's going to join us, but he did pick the Bills as an AFC contender to win it to win it all just because of everything that they've gone through. And I agree with him on that. So there's my pick there. But for you, Thomas, before we get into picks for the games, who are your NFC and AFC contenders that will contend for the Super Bowl in Arizona this season in Arizona? on February the 12th. Okay, so we've seen a lot of Super Bowl predictions. It's it, it's out there. Go look go look on your social media feed. It's out there. There's a, there's a lot of different playoff brackets and telling you who's winning who who's winning what game. But for me, guys, if this really is Buffalo's year, they need to play like it. it means something to them. I'm not saying they don't play like it. I'm just playing the parts out there. And I'm even going to pull up my own bracket on the CBS. Thanks to CBS Sports, I'm going to pull up my own bracket here and show you what, just what one of the brackets look like. Because it's worth talking about. So, my pick to win the Super Bowl is the Cincinnati Bengals. Why? Well, you know that they're in here for a reason. And it's not for second place. But, now, can they get past the Chiefs? Maybe. Do they get that shot? I don't know. Maybe. Everything is a maybe with me on that reason. But there's one fantasy football playoff bracket of the Super Bowl that I almost feel is too good to be true. It's the Buffalo Bills taking down everybody. And then playing in the Super Bowl. So basically what I'm saying is, is it's the 49ers taking on the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. I don't think that's possible. And here's why. I do think both teams will make it to the Super Bowl, but I just think it's going to be a repeat in Buffalo Bills history 
of how many chances they've gotten at through ball, how many attempts they've got. They've been there four, four, four times already in pre in previous seasons. In previous seasons, not the ones like last season. So let me just be clear: not the ones like last season. Seasons way way before that. So they have been here before, but I just just think that San Francisco is going to win it all if that is the case. So my pick to win the Super Bowl is the Bengals because I don't think they're coming for second place anymore. And my my but my other pick because I do believe this is a potential Super Bowl. It's going to be the 49ers taking on the Bills, and I'm and I'm going to be all hands on deck. As I'm sure all of you guys are going to be the listeners, and I'm sure Scott and every and Allie are going to be all hands on deck. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills, not losing to the 49ers. I'm taking the 49ers all the way. Okay. To the Super Bowl, I'm taking them all the way. Okay. I I mean I mean I I mean I I mean I would say I would say Arizona does see the Dolphins winning. Does see the Dolphins coming into the Super Bowl, but I just think they're going to get stopped by the Bills. All right, do you agree with Thomas's statement there? So I think it. I think the train ends here, Dolphins fans. I think the train ends here. All right. Well, for Dolphin fans, do you agree with what Thomas has said? Let us know by sending a voice message to anchor.fm slash Scott hyphen McGregor dash sports. And please allow us, please give us permission in your voice message to use it on air. That being said, before we turn it over back to the ice to get you Set for the Jets and the Pens. I'm going to take the Bills to win the AFC. I don't know if it they will do it, but I feel like they have to. Especially with everything that they've gone through with DeMar Hamlin. And the fact that they had to play a game that was scheduled to play in Orchard Park in the area where the following week later, they went to battle against the Detroit Lions in Detroit, Michigan. Courtesy of a snowstorm. Go figure. Will that that happen next season? We'll see. But focusing on this season, that brings me to my NFC prediction and i and i think it's going to be bills versus niners in the super bowl in arizona and i'm hoping for a bills win let us know what you think and as i unshare my screen here it is time to Hit the trails. Get out of here. 
do some hard work with snow if you've got snow in your area, unless you did it in the morning. No, not not going to judge here, but it is time to get you ready for the Jets and the Pens. I've got the lineups out here on my phone, so I'll read them to you. But first, before we do that, I believe we've got a mat. We've got the matchup that is always done by Mr. Josh Getzoff. So let's hear what Josh has to say in video. Before the game kicks off, if we have one, we will see. This is getting you ready for the pens and the jets. By the way, the Pittsburgh Penguins are brought to you by their founding partners. I won't get into who they are. Okay, we don't have a matchup video yet, but that's okay. We're gonna set we're gonna set the scene regardless. So it's the Jets and the Pens tonight. And the first or and the forwards are Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler, Nikolai Nikolai Nicola Ehlers, Pierre Louis Dubois, Cole Pierre Fetti, and Kyle Connor. Saku Manolani, Adam Laurie, Carson Coleman. Axel Johnston, Fajalbi, Kevin Stinlin, Sam Gardner. The defensemen are Dylan DeMello, Josh Morrissey, Brendan Dillon, Neil Pontiac, Dylan Sandberg, Nate Schmidt, David Ritchie, and Connor Halbach are the goaltenders. And that is the lineup for the Jets tonight. Will it be Richie or will it be Hollaback? We'll see. Kyle Capiccioni. Sorry if I get the name wrong, Kyle, but uh, he is scratched. Morgan Barron is also scratched in this game. David Gustafson out. Upper body injury via Hinola out with an illness. And Mason Appleton out with a wrist. Logan Stanley out upper body. And because we have two minutes to get through this, I'm going to run right through the Pens lineup. The forwards, Crosby, Malkin, Carter, Bluger, Zucker, Gensel, O'Connor, Heinen. McGinn, Capitan, Raquel, and Rust are your forwards. Brian Rust, Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel on line one. 
Evgeny Malkin, Ricard Raquel, Jason Zucker on line two. Line three, Caspery Capitan, Jeff Carter, and Drew O'Connor. Line number three. And line number four, Teddy Bluger, Brock McGinn, Danton Heinen. And your third, your three defensemen on, well, your three line defense are Marcus Pedersen, Jan Ruda, Brian Dumoulin, and Ty, and Ty Smith. Pierre Oliver Joseph and Chad Ruido, Dustin Tokarski is probably going to be the goaltender. Casey DeSmith in at backup. Archibald is out with a lower body injury. Josh Archibald. Jeff. Petrie out upper body, lower body injury for Tristan Jari. He is out. Ryan Paling out upper body injury. Ryan uh, Chris Letang out lower body injury. And there you have it. So with that, let's uh, close this out. But before we do, Thomas, do you have any final thoughts before we close out? Uh, no, I don't. Other than I'll see you this week on Sports for Beginners, the podcast for Hurricanes and Penguins on the weekend edition of a post-game show. And I'll also see you on the Ice of My Hand the Benches, people, this Tuesday when we talk World Juniors and FIFA World Cup. That's about it. All right. I'm back on the other side of a quick break to wrap it up. So stay tuned for our wrap-up sign-off in just moments. Back in 60 seconds to put a wrap on this show. After a hard day's work, sometimes you just want to relax and watch some television. But the show you want to watch isn't on TV anymore. Well, now you can relive your favorite television episodes again and again, such as the Dukes of Hazard. In fact, if you act now, you can get the complete first season of Bo and Luke Duke's adventures as they fight the system of Hazard County by heading to bestbuy.ca. So act now, because this deal won't last long. And once they're gone, they're gone. It's time to get back to the show. So once again, let's send you back to Scott, Allie, and Thomas in Sports for Beginners' podcast studio to continue the show. All right, welcome back to Sports for Beginners, the podcast. This is the sign-off time for Sports for Beginners, the podcast. I am your host, Scott McGregor. Thank you in large part to Ali Musa and Thomas McGregor for joining us here on the podcast, as they always try to do on Fridays. Thomas is sometimes like, uh, never mind, you don't need to know that. Um, but regardless, thank you to Ali. Thank you to Tom. Thank you to Thomas for joining us on this show. Thanks also to you the listeners, for tuning in to this podcast. We are so excited to be back. And that is, 
Well, and well, that is our show for today. I want to thank our co-hosts, as I already mentioned, Ali and Thomas. Uh, I want to thank our guests, who at this point were Ali, but was Ali, but he um, joined us also as a co-host for joining us. I want to thank him. And I want to say again, a big thank you to you, to you, the listeners, for tuning in whether it's your first time, your first listen, or somewhere in between. And as we always remind you on this podcast, and Ali, and Ali reminds us on his podcast, it is not goodbye, it is until next time. just like he does always on all over the map, that it is not goodbye. We are reminding you that it is not goodbye. It is until next time. And with that said, we will see you next week right here in Sports for Beginners. Have a great week, everybody. And we will talk to you next week, Friday. As our outro music kicks in, I want to remind fans that OHL postgame, Steelhead postgame, comes your way this Saturday after the game goes final. It could be recorded on Saturday, so, or sorry, it could be recorded on Sunday, excuse me. So stay tuned for the latest updates on that latest updates on that check out the CHL app during the game for games like that that is the game is on Friday night which is today so after the game goes final Saturday we got we've got Steelheads post game for you coming your way at 12:30 Eastern. 12:30 Eastern time is when we will have that for you. 12:30 Eastern is when we we will be doing Steelheads versus Ice Dogs post game. But that's enough for me. And that's enough for this week. We will see you next week right here in Sports for Beginners, the podcast. Have a great week, everybody.